As a craft beer drinker, we have a staggering amount of choices right now. What are we going to drink? Who are we going to buy our beer from? Whose brewery are we going to visit next? The options keep growing and growing because we are currently living in a craft beer boom. Sometimes it can feel like too much, or simply, you just don't know even where to start next. As overwhelming as the amount of options we beer connoisseurs have, I'll be happily inflicting upon myself the choice of over 70 breweries all at once with only hours to decide who I want to get taste from. I still have a ton of options, and I won't be able to visit them all, but we're going to have fun regardless. On August 20th, I'll be heading out of town to meet up with my high school best friend to attend the 15th annual Oak Park Microbrew Review in Oak Park, Illinois, outside of Chicago. Not only will there be plenty of great beer to sample, but the fest also boasts to be the largest zero-waste craft beer fest in the Midwest, as well as food offered and music entertainment provided. My name is Andy Erickson, and on this episode of Thirsty to Explore, I will be speaking with co-founders Gary Kaneen and Pete Crowley, as well as co-producer Jana Meston of the Oak Park Microbrew Review. We will be discussing all things about the fest, like what to expect when you're there, what it means to be zero-waste, the brewer's competition, what it means to brewers, how to make a weekend out of a stay in Oak Park, and more. I want to thank you guys for uh, joining me. Um, just first, like to start off maybe with some introductions. So uh, why don't we just let us know your name and then uh, what you're doing for the Beer Fest. My name is Gary Kinnean. I'm the, the uh, founder and executive director of Seven Generations Ahead. We're a 21-year-old environmental sustainability nonprofit. And uh, along with Pete, uh, co-founded the Oak Park Microbrewery View. And I am uh, Pete Crowley, and I, at the time, was head brewer for the Rock Bottom downtown Chicago, which is where I met Gary. And then uh, I since left Rock Bottom, opened up my own brewery in downtown Chicago, Haymarket, and then opened up a second brewery in Michigan, also Haymarket. Um, and I've had the pleasure of knowing... Gary and Jana for 15 years. We've uh, started this thing kind of small and grew it, and we've also done a whole bunch of other stuff together. So it's kind of a cool family, if you will, that also happens to put on a pretty badass beer festival. Great. And then uh, I'm Jana Meston, and I have been working with these gentlemen to help plan this event for years. Um, but this year, for the first time, um, myself and two colleagues have created our own events company. Um, so we're taking over the full production of the event. Um, so why don't you give us a little background on the, uh, the fest, a little bit of its history, and then uh, just tell us a little bit about what's happening this year. So Gary, I was, I was telling him about how you came to a brewer's dinner and, and at Rock Bottom and asked me to do a fest. And I've been asked by a million people to do fests. And I was president of the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild. And I was like, ugh. And then you said Oak Park. And my father-in-law, who loved craft beer, happened to live in Oak Park. So, connected. Yeah, that's uh, that's the short version for sure. And, um, you know, I think for, uh, for us, for seven generations ahead, um, Obviously, we're, we were looking for a, a fundraiser to raise money for our environmental sustainability work, um, but we're also like great lovers of craft beer, and it was just like a, a peanut butter and chocolate thing where it went went together really well. And um, 
you know, one of the things that I always say about Pete, um, both in his role, his former role as the president of the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild, um, and also in his role as the owner and head brewer at Haymarket, um, Pete has this just incredible value around giving back to the community. And uh, and so like the Oak Park Microbrew Review is just one of many uh, fests and many instances where Pete has given back, whether it's training brewers or starting fests uh, that support nonprofit causes. And so, um, you know, obviously without Pete, the Oak Park Microbrew Review wouldn't be here. And uh, and so and 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 Pete's kind of I think put that stamp on the Illinois craft beer scene. So this is the fifteenth year, correct? Correct. How many breweries are going to be here with you guys this year? We have over seventy breweries signed on this year. Santa, did I sign up yet? <laughs> um. You know, for people who don't know, uh, go ahead and let us know the, the the times and a little bit of the location information, just so uh, anyone who's hearing about it for the first time knows where to find us. For sure. So the festival is Saturday, August 20th. Um, it goes from 2 to 6 p.m. And it is in beautiful downtown Oak Park. So um, we close down Marion Street from Lake to Pleasant. Um, and then... We've got a couple parking lots. It's just, it's a really great location to do a beer fest like this. And it's also incredibly easy to get to because the um, the L stop is sort of right in the middle of the festival. Yeah, you can either take the green line uh, to the Harlem stop and you'll be a quarter of a block away from the fest, or you can take Metra coming from the uh, Western suburbs and you'll, you'll be right there. And, uh, and the, the venue is just gorgeous. It's got brick cobblestone. It's got all these cute little shops and, uh, and, and trees. And it's just a, a really an ideal place to hold a fest. So you guys uh, very prominently brand yourself as a zero waste uh, beer fest. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that means? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll simplify it here, but uh, there's really pretty much four components here. One is that we supply five ounce tasting glasses that are souvenirs and so they're reusable um, as opposed to using plastic solo cups. Um, secondly, we require that all of our food vendors use compostable serviceware and we actually supply that to them. So that's mandatory. And then the third related piece to that is that we um, require that any material that's used as a part of the fest is either recyclable or compostable. And then the fourth key element is that we have waste stations and we have volunteers that are essentially telling people what to put where. Um, so we eliminate anything that's, you know, would go into the landfill. Obviously we can't control every everything, but, um, you know, because there are people that are walking around downtown Oak Park, not part of the fest, but um, but at least in terms of our vendors, um, we have that element covered. And you're kind of doing something different with the uh, program books with this fest too. That kind of ties into the zero waste as well, right? 
Yeah, so for the program book, we do have an online program people will be able to scan a QR code for, but then we will have a small amount of printed programs um, with some instructions inside on things that you might think are very recyclable but need a few extra steps. So like where can you take that pack tech top from your six pack or four pack of cans? You know, what, what should you do to that can of beer in order to recycle it appropriately. Um, and then of course, you know, how should you recycle this program? And how does that all work with uh, tasting? I mean, obviously I can't probably hit up 70 breweries when I'm there, but if I wanted to, could I? Um, <laughs> you could certainly try. I don't know that I would suggest doing that, but um, you know, we have, uh, instead of having like little tickets or anything, we've got kind of a, um, a checkoff sheet inside that program so that breweries can check off that you've had your samples and things. Um, and so we're not adding any extra waste. In terms of, you know, making your choices around which uh, beers to taste or breweries to hit, it's a fascinating thing to experience um, people who are just in conversation saying, well, what are you drinking? Oh, I had this great beer from, from Haymarket or Exit Strategy or wherever, right? And, and, and so people talk during the fest and, um, and then people figure out on the map sort of where the brewery is that they want to go taste the beer from and, and they do it. And I know you guys kind of have a, what do you call it? The uh, iron brewer competition. So it's kind of, you give them a certain amount, certain ingredients or how does that work to, uh, to brew something new? Yeah, it's, um, it's actually really exciting. It's a, it's a special um, early entry to get into the fest an hour early and then it's limited to only 20 breweries in this project um, so we got these 20 breweries together and they randomly selected classic beer styles um, so for some of them those beer styles might be very much in their wheelhouse and for some of them it is a creative process to figure out how they are going to brew this beer style that they're not known for. Um, but then, so the breweries come all together again, about an hour ahead of time. Um, we've got special tents set up. So the iron brew ticket holders can go through and can taste all of those beers and then they'll be voting on them. Now, while they're voting on them, there will be, um, judges uh doing a judge's choice for these beers as well is there any uh, outstanding past winners that still come to mind or I guess? oh yeah you know um so old irving brewing um up in uh, old irving park they've uh, they've won a few different years of this um elmhurst brewing has taken home i believe the judge's choice the past couple of years and then uh little beaver brewing um, they're downstate, but uh, they took home the People's Choice last year, and they're all very excited to to bring their A game. I was just talking to uh, to to Cam from Elmhurst Brewing about a half an hour ago. Uh, ran into him and Chris from Exit Strategy, and and uh, Elmhurst Brewing this year is bringing this a Southern German Hefeweizen, and Exit Strategy is bringing a Bohemian Pilsner. And Pete, what's Haymarket bringing? Hello, uh, we are brewing a Saison that is based off of the um, uh, Mexican summer salad of watermelon, cucumber, lime, and mint. Nice. Your brain around that one, Andy. 
<laughs> um, <laughs> so as, as a brewer, um, Pete, uh, what is the Fetch experience for you? You know, it's going to be different than for me as a uh, taster, but how is it for you as a brewer? Well, the, the cool thing about this festival is, I mean, the Guild for a long time was part of it. And then the Guild kind of moved on and, and has started to do some of their own events um, as the industry grows. But uh, the brewers that have attended this event year after year all still come to this event because it's their favorite beer festival. And I can't tell you how many brewers, brewery owners, um, brewery staff have have come up to me and probably Jenna and Gary and said, like, this by far is our favorite fest. It's so casual. It's so fun. And because of that, you actually get a festival where the actual brewers are at the festival and they're behind their booths. So you get to interact with the brewers and talk about the beers and tell stories and create memories. And so it is one of those fests that is, is pretty rare in that the brewers themselves love it. They're not just there for promoting their brand. Um, they're there to support 7GA and they're there because they just really enjoy the festival. So, you know, in past years, is there any experiences, any funny stories or something like that that comes to mind anytime you think of the fest? Last year we had, uh, a, a couple of years we've had, you know, rainstorms come in and, um, la last year we had, uh, one of those events, I think it lasted, uh, for about 30 or 40 minutes. And, um, uh, and a lot of people huddled uh, under the train tracks. Uh, there's a little kind of viaduct through there and, um, and people were just having fun. And then I think it was somebody's birthday. And they just all burst out and sang happy birthday. And uh, and so it's really, it's funny when we've had rain events, uh, people just glom together and, and make the best of it and just have a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, that's, that's, that's the most recent memory that I have. I don't know. Janet, one of my Pete. favorite pictures, one of my favorite pictures is Gary in the middle of a rainstorm, torrential downpour, standing out in the middle of the street with his arms out and this giant grin ear to ear on his face with his lanyard around his neck, just like, let it rain. We've got beer. No one cares. I mean, I remember that was like ankle deep that year, I think, in the streets. And then, you know, then it stopped and then the, the, the fest went on. Like, it's, it's, it's one of those fests where no matter what happens, it's, it's all good. I don't know if that, that makes sense, Andy, but it's just uh, just such a, a positive environment and happy environment. Um, there's very short lines. Uh, we lay it out. Jana lays it out. Um, so it makes sense to be able to try as many or as few beers as you want without being crowded. And this is before COVID and, and all these all those guidelines. Um, we kind of prided we we were. Prided ourselves, we prided ourselves on the fact that you can only be like four people in a line. You're not waiting 20 minutes to try a beer. And and the cool thing about this festival too is the brewers bring their A game. A lot of times you go to like a, a kind of a mass-produced festival, like say Soldier Field or or some of those fests, and it's just like their their standard house beers. Um, like their flagships, like for us, our flagship would be our Pilsner or our Blood Orange Blonde or 
or um, yeah, like our tavern lager, where this festival, sure, everyone will have like one flagship, but everyone usually brings at least two, if not four beers, and brings some really fun, wacky stuff that, that you, you don't see at other festivals. So, like I said, because the brewers and themselves actually like this festival a lot, so they kind of want to bring something fun to showcase and to also share with their, their fellow uh, brewing community. Uh, you kind of hit on it a little bit when we talked about the zero waste. Um, so there is going to be food options here? Yes, we've got several food options, um, ranging from some classic Oak Park staples. Um, we've got uh, carnivore, some great meat options, uh, Q barbecue, Betty's pizza and pasta. Um, but then we also have um, the... The team from Little Goat Diner, Stephanie Eisard's Little Goat Diner in the city, they are coming out to grill as well. So all sorts of really fun food options. It's going to be a great time. And you didn't even mention uh, the, the music yet. There's so much good music. Hey, that was my next question. Yeah, uh, I heard there's going to be entertainment and music. Is that throughout the day or at certain points? Throughout the day, we've got uh, three band shells. We, we'll have eight live bands and a, and a DJ. Um, we've got some local Chicago favorites like the Space Gators and the Half Brits. Um, we've got a, a, a really dynamic, uh, like jazz, upbeat, um, uh, youthful band that's going to play that is just uh, getting rave reviews from across the, uh, the metro area. Um, and we have so many bands that request to play at this fest, so we get the sort of pick the, the the best and the bands that we think that, that will be best and most fun for the fest. And, um, you know, it just creates, again, another part of a fun atmosphere. People love to dance at the fest and uh, we've got the band spread out and um, it's just, it's a rocking good time. We should probably talk more about the music, but it's uh, it definitely adds a fun element to the event. And I, and I would add that it's also pretty cool to see people pushing baby strollers, walking their dogs. Um, it's a very community-oriented festival. It's a very family-oriented fest. Um, so it, it, it has a little bit for everybody, and, and it's, it's one of those events that, that you can bring you know, your kid to if you want. And there's ice cream shops in the area, and there's toy stores, and there's all these things that that you can do while you're visiting Oak Park besides just drinking beer. So it's a really unique uh, venue and a really unique festival. Um, and if someone's still wanting a ticket, how would they go about that? In order to get tickets, you can head over to the website, which is sevengenerationsahead.org, or you can go to our Instagram or our Facebook page uh, for the Oak Park Microbrew Review. Um, if some people wanted to make this a full weekend trip, uh, so not just the beer fest, what other things would you suggest for them to do in the area? Oh, my gosh. So um, we have one of the best farmers markets in all of the Chicago metro area that's on Saturday morning. It, it runs from like seven until one. Um, and so you could literally uh, come into town that morning or sleep over the night before, uh, go to the farmers market. You know, it's a it's a healthy walk, but you could do it. And then um, 
you can also just go to a lot of different uh, choices of lunch venues prior to the fest right on, on the uh, on the venue and uh, and have lunch. If you're interested in architecture, um, of course, the Frank Lloyd Wright Museum is also a really short walk from the venue. You could go and, and tour and see some of the most amazing Frank Lloyd Wright houses that exist um, in the world. And they're right there in Oak Park. Um, and then afterwards, there are always um, dinner options. And then there's an after party. Uh, the beer shop, one of our sponsors, is uh, will be hosting a live DJ at the beer shop. It's it's one of the greatest neighborhood bars that's out there, and um, and so you can go visit the beer shop, uh, dance to more music, and uh, and if you want to, you can stay at the Carlton Hotel and wake up and have a great great brunch at. Uh, at Poor Phil's or, or any any number of uh, local restaurants there. Um, Oak Park has a lot to offer. And, um, and it's one of the things that makes uh, the venue for this festival really special. Um, that's most of the questions I have. I just have a few um, kind of just, I would guess you call them getting to know you guys questions. Uh, so uh, I hopefully get an answer from each one of you on each question. Um, the first one is, what is the first beer fest you attended as a brewery or as a patron? Um, I guess I'll start that one. Um, I think my first beer fest as a patron was probably um, the Festival of Wood and Barrel-Aged Beer in um, 2008 or so. Sorry, it's another local fest um, that focuses all on um barrel aging of beer so it, it's a lot of very high octane beers but um it's a it's a really good time i am uh, i am very sad to say that my first beer festival as a patron was the 1994 great american beer festival and i went to was it 20 jana in a row yeah 20 in a row i went to 20 great american beer festivals in a row but my first one 1994 I was working at the Flying Dog Brewery in Aspen, Colorado, and uh, went to the Great American Beer Festival. And because of our behavior uh, at the festival, they outlawed stickers because we put stickers on everything all over the festival. <laughs> uh, Gary? Mine was probably the the great taste of the Midwest up in Madison, um, which actually kind of sparked the idea for the Oak Park Fest. Uh, but I also what, what remember, year? Um, well, it had to be, it was definitely, it was probably 16 years ago um, uh, or so. And, uh, but the, the other fest, the other, the other fest that I remember is the, the, the polar beer fest that you would do on the rooftop of Rock Bottom, Chicago. Uh, I remember yep. going, going to that one early on and that, that was just one of my favorites. Uh, so what brewery have you traveled the farthest to visit? I'll start. I'll start with that one. Um, I, I did a, a backpacking and trekking trip in Patagonia. Um, and there was a brewery uh, that was uh, close to Ushuaia, the very southern tip of, uh, of South America. And it was the 
it was the southernmost brewery in the world. Um, and of course, I can't remember its name now, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think I, I probably win the geography one. <laughs> Mine would have been um, probably the Dahl Brewing, the Mad Brewers of Essen in Belgium, uh, um, or um, Dre Fontaine uh, in Beersel. Um, my favorite was uh, Frank Bone, um, B-O-O-N. Uh, I went in. There's three of us. We walked in. We didn't realize we were in his house. We thought we were in the office. And we walked into his living room and with muddy shoes, and he threw us out and told us never to come back. So didn't get to actually visit that brewery, but it's still a good story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then mine probably would be uh, Balashi Brewing in uh, Aruba. So when you're not drinking beer or alcohol, what is your favorite beverage? I'll just let uh, Gary and Jana chime in here because we all agree. <laughs> we love our wine. <laughs> we, we all drink a lot of wine. That would be alcohol, though. <laughs> So you're talking about non-alcoholic drinks? Yeah, not beer or alcohol. So, oh, uh, not not beer or alcohol. Yeah, yeah. chocolate mine's, milkshake. Uh, chocolate milkshake for me. Chocolate milkshake, Gary. No wonder you you're farty. Um, I am a huge iced tea fan. Herbal teas, hand crafted teas, select teas. I love iced tea. I could drink iced tea all day, all night. All right. And I love sparkling water. So I, I go through a lot of various uh, soda waters and seltzers and all of the bubbles. Uh, so what's your favorite beer and food pairing? Chocolate cake and uh, Pete's uh, raspberry indignant bourbon barrel aged stout. That's tough to beat. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Um, I'm a huge fan of the, I'm sorry, Jana, you go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I, I like a nice hoppy IPA with um, some spicy stir fry. Yeah, my, my probably all-time favorites are kind of the maltier beer styles, whether it's an Oktoberfest or a brown ale or a porter with smoked meats, grilled meats, um, slow-cooked charred, charred meats. Um, and then also, I mean, really IPA with anything. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you guys from my earlier question get around quite a bit, but what's your favorite travel destination? Richmond, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say that for beer, um, it's the state of Colorado and it was the, you know, from going out with, with the Haymarket crew to uh, GABF um, and, and also I've got friends out there I, I have tracked that I've been to 45 over 45 unique breweries in the state of Colorado and um, it's just a fun beer scene um, with the backdrop of beautiful mountains but Belgium would be <laughs> right up there <laughs> yeah um, I mean I guess the the most accurate answer is the the my most favorite place to travel is wherever i haven't been yet um but 
I really enjoyed going into like the small villages in Italy. You know, you get up on the coast and like Portofino and and some of those smaller areas, and it just it was a lot of fun. And what was yours, Pete? Again, I. Uh, you know, I didn't. I I would, I would second uh, Gary on on Colorado, not necessarily picking a, a an exact town. But uh, just the scenery and the, the mountains and the, the weather and the, the quality of beer uh, is amazing. I mean, you really can't beat Southwest Michigan, though, um, as far as a destination. But if you already live in the Chicagoland area, um, I mean, Chicago has, has exploded. If you're just in Chicago, you're within 30 minutes of you know, 40 breweries. So, and Chicago is a really cool town. So that's a hard one. Um, it depends on kind of what vibe you're looking for. I'd say if you want big city vibe, I'd say Chicago. If you want chill vibe, uh, with a city, I'd say Colorado, Denver area. And then if you want just full on country lake, I'd say Southwest Michigan. That's all the questions I got for you. I don't know if you guys wanted to recap again a little bit about the fest for so if we've piqued someone's interest at this point, they still might want to come. You know, one of the things that we didn't touch base on um, is that this this festival, um, you know, supports the environmental sustainability work of seven generations ahead. We have multiple projects, uh, a lot in Chicago public schools around uh, so, on-site solar. Uh, zero waste. Um, we, we work with a group of 15 communities and 15 mayors in, in West Suburban Cook County to drive uh, climate change solutions and, and equity and sustainability outcomes. Um, and so the, the underlying cause here, and we all know what's happening right now uh, as a result of climate change, um, the underlying cause here is to, to be able to raise money to support uh, efforts to um, combat climate change, just quite frankly and, and directly. Um, you know, the other thing about the fest, though, that I want to touch touch on is that we created this year something called Beyond the Beer. And, um, and it has a lot of different elements. In addition to, you know, uh, Haymarket, our, our heart and soul brewery, um, we uh, have brought in a lot of uh, black owned and brown owned and female owned breweries um, to to the fest. We also uplift the breweries that are um, integrating sustainability into their brewing practices. Um, and so, you know, we've got great examples of, you know, I mean, Funky Town and Moores will be here. Uh, we've got art history and Rabbit. Rabbit's doing some amazing things. It's a Latina and a woman and her husband. Um, they're all about the circular economy and they connect to local farms. They uh, reuse their spent grains. Um, Beguile's doing similar things with moving towards zero waste. They actually convert their spent grains into dog treats. Um, you know, Goose Island has done a lot with their Green Line project um, and, and really analyzing the total carbon footprint. Uh, for making their beer and and uh, and their three one two urban wheat is a signature project of theirs. Um, Haymarket is using a lot of uh, local and sustainable uh, ingredients in in their food production. So you've got a lot, and those are just a few of the stories. I mean, you've got a lot of breweries for whom sustainability is a strong ethic, 
And you also have a realization among the craft beer community that um, it wants to be inclusive. It wants to have more black and brown brewers, more black and brown attendees. Um, and, uh, and Haymarket in particular has uh, really opened its doors and has done, uh, and you can Google, uh, you know, the ABC TV or NBC TV uh, stories on some of their projects, including uh, Harold 83, Honey Ale and others. And so it's, you know, it's more than just going to taste great craft beers. Um, there's a an ethic and a value and a purpose behind the fest that uh, is really a sum total of the efforts of the breweries and uh, and the work of seven generations ahead. That's great, thank you. Um, so one more question. Hey Pete, are you going to be behind the uh, the booth there at the fest? I am. I will be there. All right. Well, I'll come by and see you. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well. Uh... I'll be helping out with the iron brewer thing and then um the judging i don't get to judge my own beer they stopped letting me do that a few years ago um because <laughs> i kept winning so uh, but uh, that was a joke um but yeah we'll be there and uh we're gonna have a good time and you'll be able to be, i mean you'll be able to meet so many brewers at this festival it's really like i said earlier it's one of the the few fests anymore that that the brewers actually all go to and hang out so you get to meet the, the actual makers so it's a really cool event all right again uh thank you for your time and i'm um, looking forward to being at the fest here in a couple of weeks thank you andy thanks so much andy looking forward to meeting you cheers guys thanks the thirsty to explore podcast is part of brewerism.com where you can go to search our database of over 11,000 breweries worldwide to help find your next brewery destination with information submitted by users who have visited the breweries before you to help you plan your next trip. Thirsty to Explore is hosted, written, and produced by me, Andy Erickson. If you have any questions, please email me at podcast at thirstytoexplore.com or visit thirstytoexplore.com for more information about the podcast and links to our social media accounts as well as links to brewerism. Until the next episode, please remember to travel frequently, drink responsibly, and love generously. Thank you for spending time with us. Until next time.